UpFirst achieves the rare one-two punches of being short and thorough, national and international, fact-based and personable. Every morning, we take the three biggest stories of the day and explain why they matter. And we do it all in less than 15 minutes. So you can start your day a little more in the know than when you went to sleep. Listen now to the Up First podcast from NPR. How a noteworthy nonprofit is helping young musicians. I'm Tom Shine, and welcome to The Range. Support for The Range comes from McCowan Gordon Construction, Fidelity Bank, and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Coming up, we talk with a woman who's still getting the hang of Wichita's transit system. I just started riding the bus this, uh, this year, so I'm just now trying to get used to it. But first, middle and high school band directors oversee cacophonous classrooms as they try to coax melodies from the unruly instruments of students. A new Wichita nonprofit is placing professional musicians in some schools to provide kids with more one-on-one and small group instruction. Celia Hack has more. First and then second. Randy Crow is warming up on the trombone with Victor, a seventh-grade student at Marshall Middle School. So, Victor, this solo, I picked this out for you because I thought. It would sound good with you, and it'll take some work, but um, you're a good player, and I think you can make this happen. Crow is a retired maze band director and a college-level trombone teacher, but at Marshall, he's a mentor with Music Youth Partnership, a new nonprofit organization formed in 2022. The program hires and pays professional musicians to work alongside band directors in Wichita public schools. Here's Kathy Grant, the executive director of Music Youth Partnership. We work under the direction of the band director, the real hero. So we come in and, you know, we say, how can we best assist you? Grant herself volunteered to give lessons to a middle school band in the 1990s, which is how she got the idea for Music Youth Partnership. Since it started last year, the program now employs four musicians who visit two Wichita middle schools weekly. The mentors will move with students when they progress from middle to high school. Janelle Koontz is Marshall Middle School's band director. Two Music Youth Partnership mentors, including Randy Crow, visit her class weekly. Kuhn says that they can pull out small groups of students who need extra help. That means she doesn't need to stop the whole class to work through a small detail. With a bunch of middle schoolers, you know, if they sit idle for too long, <laughs> mischief starts to happen. So it's, it's just good to keep them moving forward. Individual or small group instruction is extra important for beginners so they don't get frustrated and give up. Emily Cox is another Music Youth Partnership mentor at Marshall Middle School, where she primarily works with woodwinds. You have to be able to read the notes. You have to be able to read the rhythms. You have to be able to put the instrument together. You have to have so many things going on um, that it can be really overwhelming to a beginner. But once they start getting those sounds and seeing that, you know, it's really cool to be able to play hot cross buns with three notes, um, it, it helps them want to continue. Kathy Grant hopes Music Youth Partnership will result in more young musicians auditioning for youth symphony and playing in music competitions. Kuntz says without mentors like Randy Crow and Emily Cox, she sometimes has to limit how many kids she can take to those competitions. I don't have the time to work with all of those kids that might be interested. So it's really nice to have Randy come in. He can pull those kids out and work with them on those solos. And that means I don't have to give up 
my lunchtime. <laughs> Last year, when Crow started working at Marshall, only one student performed a solo. This year, he says he's already seen a lot more interest from students, like Victor, in competing. G- right, so this is tricky. This is, you did great. You did great. For The Range, I'm Celia Hack. You can read more of Celia's story about the Music Youth Partnership at KMUW.org. Tiffany says she's only been riding the bus for a year. But in that time, she's noticed a few things that the transit system can improve. For this one's en route, Tiffany shared her thoughts with Hugo Fan while waiting for a bus at the downtown transit center. Where are you headed today? I'm going to the house and go get something to eat. I think the bus should uh, do more bus stops. There's a lot of routes where you get off, but you have to walk three, four more blocks, five more blocks, or it's not, like, or at least by more working environments, yeah. I think. But I just started riding the bus this, uh, this year, so I'm just now trying to get used to it. I think it should run um, longer, like, because people get off at five, you know, and everyone has to hurry up. So I think they should at least run until seven or eight. I mean, there's, like, spots way on the south side that no bus runs because I got lost. I had to walk a whole mile um, to get to the UPS. The the UPS, the bus doesn't go out that way, so. You know how all the buses go all through Wichita? Well, if there was one on this side and then one on this side, then there would be more buses and more quick getting places, and you don't have to take a two-hour, you know, wait time to get out and... See, I ride the bus all the way out to Webb and Harry. Very long rides. And then I come to my friend's house, and he lives all the way on Broadway and 18th Street. So, But it, but also, like, the, the money situation, it kind of sucks. Because my husband, he's military. But he, I don't have my military ID anymore, so I can't ride the bus for free. You know? So I... Um, I wish sometimes I could use his ID, but I can't use that because it's his. Like, I had to pay, because I didn't have an extra quarter. I had to pay $2, you know. So money money's tight for me, so sometimes it, it gets um, difficult. But the, my Section 8 helps me with bus passes, which is really cool. And, like, if I wanted an all-day pass, I don't even go only to a couple places, but I feel like, the day passes, I don't know, like they could roll over to the next morning, I don't know. That's just me. <laughs> if I want to use the day pass right now, I can't, you know, what about the morning, you know? So, like, if it went from, what, what time is it, Two, almost 2.30, and I use it now, why can't I use it until the next day? And I also think that there should be more, since it's snow like the weather domes to sit in (laughs) but all in all I like it Hugo Fain goes on to it every month on Wichita Transit you can find past episodes at KMUW.org and one last thing I got a text from my daughter Laura last week She's a first-year medical resident in Ohio. She sent it to me, her mother, and her two siblings. It read, 
There's someone on campus with an assault rifle. Just in case, I love you guys. We're all in the closets in the resident lounge. Laura's fine. Someone who saw a construction worker carrying a hammer into the hospital thought it was a gun and called police. An all clear was issued after 40 minutes. But for every one of those 40 minutes, I've never felt so helpless or scared. I talked to Laura later, and she seemed fine. She says the alert was a change to practice emergency procedures, and they found some things to fix. But I remain unsettled, and I wonder, is this what life will be like from now on? And if so, why? Thanks for joining us on The Range. Our producers for this week's show are Carly Cooper, Beth Collet, and Luann Stevens. Our digital producer is Hugo Fan. And Torn Anderson composed our theme music. The executive producer of the range is Fletcher Powell. I'm Tom Shine, and this is KMUW, NPR for Wichita.